0: Welcome to Broke Talk Podcast, where the mission is to help people recognize things that are broke and unabashedly talk about it. You can follow us on Instagram at Broke Talk Podcast. Today's guests are Rockwell and Gloria. They are founders of The Gallery Project, whose mission is to provide a venue for contemporary artists that comment on the current climate. They have held exhibits in Ann Arbor, and most recently expanded to Detroit, Hamtramck, and various other cities. Every show has an overall theme. Rappa and Gloria personally select art artists that adhere to the show's theme. They also select various other people that wouldn't be considered art, such as scientists and anthropologists, and they'll talk about that on the show today. I'm blessed to have been part of the Uprising exhibit that was held in Hamtramck last year. You can check them out and their past exhibits at thegalleryproject.com. I'm so excited to have you, and I hope you get a lot out of this conversation. So I would just love to dig into the gallery project. How did you both get started and get the ground running on this project of yours? I want to start Well,
1: we were sitting on the couch one night (laughs) talking um, and um, talking about how much we value people's ideas and about what art is and what what creativity is beyond what's classed as art. And um, we just decided that we could make this commitment to start a, a gallery of ideas and, and have that as a goal. And going ahead. With a yeah, bit.
2: We, we, um, we wanted to have this idea of, of a gallery of ideas. And uh, we, we also realized that, uh, you know, we're, we weren't gallerists. We're just kind of like local artists. And so what we did was uh, basically bring together people who we knew and didn't even know, but uh, were aware of and asked them to meet with us. And they became the core of the uh, the collaborators, and we would sit around for every Saturday. We met for over several years, just coming up with, up with ideas for exhibits. And then, you know, some of the some of the collaborators, um, people like the early collaborators, people like um, um, Christian Beaver. She was part of that, a well-known Detroit artist, Adrian um, At- Hatfield. Um, uh, Grace and Warren, um, there's a whole bunch of them. Who else mm-hmm. in the early days? John Gutowski. So it was a real, uh, kind of broad, broad, um, base. We w- were careful to bring in people from di- different educational institutions, people from, uh, you know, w- w- younger people, uh, not just people like ourselves, but a very diverse uh, group of people. And, and oh,
1: yeah. And, um, guiding all of this was our original mission statement, which was to, to um, be a venue for art that, it, that is culturally aware, creative, individualistic, and thought provoking. And that goal was our leading star through any exhibits that the, we the had. The mission
2: never changed.
1: Right. And we felt that since we had the forum of the gallery that it gave us an opportunity, um, not just to exhibit the the, um, advancing style or just to exhibit well-known artists. Certainly we never had the goal, our primary goal of selling art, although we did sell art, Mm -hmm. but um, it was just driven by getting as broad a range of ideas Mm -hmm. and of thoughts around a single Mm -hmm. idea Um, that we could find, and some of the people uh, were named themselves artists, but a lot of people, scientists, um, musicians, um, just people with an urgent thought process. We worked with them to help them form um, what they, not their thought, but to find a way to present it in the gallery setting. So that was um, a really crucial part, I think, for us. And we wouldn't have done a a gallery of just...
2: Important to us was the idea of being independent. We didn't want to be part of the University of Michigan. We didn't want to be part of the local town necessarily, you know, like the city government, things like that. We wanted to really be an independent voice so that we we didn't kind of like... um, um, you know, about any kind of pressures to do a certain kind of things, like oh, you're doing things that are a bit outrageous. You shouldn't be covering this topic, uh, and we just, we wouldn't listen to anything like that. You know, we want to just do things we thought were you know, important, current, and, and kind of vital to um, to art.
1: And so, artists, one especially one person said, "I'm so grateful you're there because I've made all these things and." nobody will show them and uh, but they and at that time they were some of them were around gun control and um class um they were always very interesting and also very well done and um so we we didn't want our independence to be separate from but to be able to be inclusive in in getting that whole range of um people involved right and that whole really interesting range of thoughts like at one time during the God show it was so much fun to have that gallery full of what how God was expressed um, from scientists to to um, very um, expressive religious people all together who is the who is the person at the U of M?
2: well, there was one, he was a, um, he, he was in the art department. Is that yeah, the you're talking about? I think so. Yeah, he was, uh, he was, I think of exactly what he did at this point. But uh, yeah, we were, we wanted to have different views of, of we had someone who did uh, drums for Jesus, for example. Oh, Some wow. guy, we had another person who, um, in the God Show, did, did uh, he was a great, Armin, his name is Armin Mersman from, from Flint. The guy can just flat out draw and a picture of uh, an angel on a motorcycle. And it was really, it was really, the imagery was so strong and so powerful.
1: And it was so God for him.
2: We had this other person who had a photographer. She had uh, these first communion pictures, you know, kids first communion. And the little girl, it looked like, oh, you first look at, oh, what a beautiful little picture of a little girl getting, but then as you start looking at it, oh my God, this looks like Carrie, you know, like a, like a horror thing. It like, it mm-hmm. was like something embedded in the picture that just made it very kind of like onerous and scary, you know? And, and, um, so that, that was, that was the God show. We got, a, we got a lot of very yeah. positive feedback for, uh, that was one of the early shows.
0: Right.
1: Um, it really was fun also, um, to, um, have people, a couple of times people who thought that we were risking something by having an exhibit of a certain subject that came back and said thanks, and not that we needed the thanks, but it's but rewarding. it was fun that that it succeeded in that what we hope it would be so mind opening, but
0: at least presenting what could open the mind. Right, and and so you get a lot out of this. There are positive reviews. I definitely got a lot out of it. Um, I'm so grateful right. that you-, to meet you. We're so excited to meet you. <laughs>
2: talk about your work. It was so cool.
0: Thank you. And you foster so much talent. Like you said, artists that didn't have a spot for their art get to be in your show, um, and you have these great ideas, like that God idea slash theme. So, would you say that this is your purpose in life?
2: Um. Uh- That's a a harder one (laughs) to say, I don't know.
0: You know, um,
1: I was thinking about that, and um, I think everybody, I know, I have, and certainly it's something that binds our relationship, um, the the urge, and I think all people do, to like find some sort of deeper wellspring in themselves Mm -hmm. that, I mean, I call it a wellspring, but something that, that feels profound and important in. And, and so finding that and finding ways to express that, whether it's through writing or how, however that's done, I think it's like a human drive. Mm-hmm. And so um, where Rocco has, has been involved in um, printmaking and painting and drawing, and um, I did more writing and when we have exhibits usually i start from something that i feel needs to be said relating to that exhibit and work for a way to build build that and so certainly my life purpose didn't relate to art although you know creativity passion those kinds of things that i think drive people to do more to try things. Um, I think that I think you also that we work from that place of of um, commitment. And I passion is such an overused word, but but this very intent, um, maybe urgent sense of discovering yes. something and then trying to express it in some way mm-hmm. that I'd say would be well, we're purpose. always
2: curious we don't actually know what's going to bubble up but mm-hmm. we're very interested in what comes out of ourselves in terms of our thinking in terms mm-hmm. of our feeling we're very much concerned with art with um, art that like says something art that were uh, that are made by people who feel strongly about something why bother creating art if you don't, if you're not in it, mm-hmm. you know, unless it's an expression of something deep within inside, why do it?
1: But what would you say your life purpose is?
2: My life purpose? I, gosh, <laughs> I, 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 I really, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm a minuscule kind of thing in this uh, universe. And I'm always trying to understand my, mind i don't know what mind is I, I i'm very interested in what mind is we actually had an exhibit right. on mind but in that show we had things like murmurations of starlings in the sky because they were kind of like a kind of mind uh we had uh, i don't remember who else was in that show but um there we had we had some neuro neuroscience people yeah,
1: yeah. and really the beauty of some of those um some of the research of the new neuroscientists was as provocative as the yeah, data we, that they showed. We had a fellow from wow.
2: uh, MIT. His name was Sebastian. I'm not going to pronounce his last name right. It's S-E-U-N-G. Sung. He was imaging the human uh, human brain, and and it's like he had he's working on various cross sections, but but he's going to do the, he's going to image the whole brain, and it's going to take months and months and months and maybe even years to do it, and he, he sent us some images that had never been seen before. And uh-huh. so we showed images of the brain in the show called Unseen that people had never seen of the human brain. So that, fast, that I, mean, I mean, that kind of thing really got us excited. You know? mm-hmm. um, it was a lot of, thi- Unseen was one of our favorite exhibits. I, I don't know, um, can we talk about
0: it? Yeah, for sure. Uh,
2: you want, you want to talk about the uh, Jennifer um, the, the
1: Well, I want to talk about two things. But yes, Jennifer, she was. Um, I actually saw a little article about a woman um, in some sort of sports magazine while I was on the elliptical trainer. She's Australian, and um, she um, had been um, photographing the the animals that were the birds that were being damaged by consuming plastics and dissecting these birds and getting the uh, the plastics out and weighing them she's continuing with research she's she's um, working on other islands but um theoretically you know when i was first talking to her she said well how could that be art and then we we had photographs of the birds and she sent the whole uh, in a package from Australia, all these tiny pieces of plastic that were in that one bird and we put it in a vitrine like a, a clear glass covered like a formal exhibit and people cried, it was so she had, a,
2: uh, she had a video of an autopsy and people actually came up from the basement where we're showing it and crying. They were crying mm-hmm. to see it because you never thought a bird anyone could do that to a bird so beautiful you know, and yet it was being done routinely, you know.
1: And then we had, this was in a large um, industrial site in, in Detroit that we had a whole room that were photographs um, by um, incarcerated youth, young people who'd been incarcerated way too young and were still there, large photo, portrait photographs and a whole video about people who were working to change those laws and Pictures that the boys had taken themselves of their life there. It was a profoundly moving room unseen. Yeah. And then I was interested. Oh, go ahead.
2: I was going to say we also uh, contacted Google Earth. They were doing projects with um, uh, some of these lost tribes or tribes that are kind of like just barely, you know, into the uh, modern life, and and uh, they were helping them to uh, plot. Uh, their land so they could check deforestation and things like that. So this was this was something where technology, but we just went ahead and contacted Google. They're very excited about showing the images in the show. They actually had a cultural map. They helped these people in, in this one group create a cultural map of where all the animals were and the fish and the flowers. And and that was in the show, that map. Oh. You know. Now is that art? I mean, it's important to us, it was like yeah. a visual image that was really important and unseen, you know? And
1: also stood alone as gracefully beautiful in itself, yes. although it was embedded yeah. with information. Wow. Um, I forgot to mention the part that we, after the first first call to this um, Natural, National Geographic artist, oh, yeah. when we were doing animal intelligence exhibit, um, we thought, well, what the heck, let's call him, you know? And he was so gracious and he said, I'll send them flat, not framed, it'll be less expensive. You can put plexiglass over them, you know, just to help us. And who are we, this dinky little gallery in Ann Arbor, Michigan. After that, yeah. then we just got braver and We braver. learned that
2: if you have a smart show that, mm-hmm. and that you really feel strongly about, you can get anybody. People will recognize what you're doing and say, yes, I want to be part of that. And that happened to us time and time again. There was no person, uh, that famous that we wouldn't contact if we thought that person had something really interesting to say in line with what we were doing.
1: It was really nice. I mean, maybe, I mean, to say a smart show, is sort of like, yeah, but it maybe they were just wanting to help out someone with an interesting idea. You know, you don't know the reason, but isn't it great that in addition to bringing people who maybe have never exhibited before, like once there was a homeless man who was a photographer and he actually is. Anyway, there's not that that's a, that's, a, um, means the opposite of having a home, but you know what I'm saying? Right. We, we helped certain people help them frame, help them, that people also helped us, which was a really fun kind of whole experience that we had.
0: So, Let's just get into what are your motivations for helping these artists, like the homeless person or myself? Do you just focus on the art?
1: Well, if
0: that person is thinking
1: about, like, when we we heard about what you were doing, it's like, here's a person who is courageous, thought-provoking, culturally aware, (laughs) individualistic. You know, you were just a person that the exhibit was just calling for. Mm -hmm. And so we were so, you know, grateful, happy to meet you. It's all, it's, um, it it never is like a, I don't know, never like, oh, well, we'll just be the helpers. You know, we've never felt that way. Like, wow, that's, that's great. How can we bring it to the gallery? You know, and we did that same kind of, um had that same attitude like with the, the Anthropology Professor who was researching. Um,
2: O'Connor, was to, which one?
1: I'm trying to think of, of what animal he was researching. Oh, okay. But, um, and, he, um, and so just the idea that how can we bring this work to be in the gallery and express itself there? So <laughs> I think that that's a start.
2: Yeah, we, we, we look for people who are um, – it's not like we purposely say, oh, we want to help young artists. No. It's not yeah. like that. It's more like, what are these people doing? What are, these young, what, are, what are young people up to today who really have passion for art and really are trying to express something? Like, you were such a natural for us. I mean, when we, when we even heard about you, we wanted you before, you know, before <laughs> we actually saw your video because you're just kind of like doing something important here. You're a Muslim woman, and you're out there rapping in your in your community. I mean, how how interesting is that? Right. I mean, we found and that we fascinating.
0: And we didn't. Thank see. you. Yeah, and we didn't see. You're <laughs>
2: courageous. You're thought-provoking.
0: Yeah. Oh my you're gosh. You're
2: constantly aware. <laughs> you
1: must know, the thing that you have is a kind of passion, and I yeah. and again that a sort of an urgency. And, and it, uh, that relates to commitment and willingness to try to yeah. accomplish something or do something. And that is, I think, is just such a magnetic force that uh, we
2: So that, it's, in a way, it's like, we're not helping you. You're helping us. You know, it's like, I
0: mean, you've done. It's mutual.
2: I would say you've done a lot more for Gallery Project than we did for you. Yes, absolutely. We really, no, we really believe that. No, it's true. It's true. So, okay. thank you very much. <laughs>
0: you know. Thank you. So, what about the art? And this might be so easy for you. What about the art makes you think, wow, this is an amazing piece of art that needs to be in our gallery? And it's thought provoking, <laughs> emotionally aware. Well, I'll oh, go
2: ahead. I was going to say that for me, it's, it's, uh, it's easy. You know, it's like um, uh, does this art say something? It has to be well rendered. There's always this, this thing between, it's, this, it's an artificial battle between fine art and, and art that has a lot of content. Content we define as something that people feel most strongly about. You know, there's some people who really feel strongly about certain things and they'll they'll do a, a drawing or a painting of a politician or something. and It'll be, that doesn't interest us necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, it's, it has to be well-rendered and it has to be, you know, it has to be done well. And I, I can give you lots of examples of, um, of art. Uh, like, for example, we saw an installation just recently in Washington, DC of 10,000 chairs. Each chair represented, uh, I think, 10 people who were, died from the virus. Oh my now, God. And, and it was on the lawn facing the white house, you know? Uh, and that was like, I don't know, back in October, uh, back in maybe four or five months ago. Now there's another 50,000 people dead, you know? And so, but that's like, it's very simple. It looks it's just chairs. No, it's not just chairs. You understand what's behind it. I mean, chairs, without, without that content, it wouldn't be interesting to me. Right. The content is what this person is, feels strongly about. And that's mm-hmm. what makes it really interesting art. That's brilliant, brilliant installation.
1: And when we were planning exhibits, we did um, an an exhibit with a theme every six six weeks. And we changed them over in just a few days. I mean, it was fun and highly committed. (laughs) Um, But so, and we'd have at least 20 voices, maybe 30. Uh, And um, so one thing that we looked also was, gee, do we have too many, too many, People just from Ann Arbor, or yeah. do we? Do we? Have, where is the voice of? And we think of the categories of people who must be thinking about whatever the subject was, and then try to find um, someone f- who would be. Oh, um, now and then we find someone from from the European Peninsula or peninsula continent. um, Although that was kind of expensive. We had to be careful about shipping costs, but um, so that it wouldn't just be local and it wouldn't be avoiding local, that it wouldn't be too many academics. um, And so that was a factor in-
2: If we wanted a piece, Gloria and I would drive to Flint, we would drive to Chicago just to get a piece. So we had to cut down on shipping, especially if it was larger. Wow. There, was no, there was nothing, if you wanted a piece in the show, it's always about the show. It's mm-hmm. always about the exhibit. Whatever you can do to improve the quality of the exhibit, you should do that. It doesn't matter what, what the personal cost is, even the, even the expense. You know, we'll spend a couple hundred dollars that we don't really have to, to actually help an artist uh, get his work to us because we think that piece is really important for the theme. We did that several times.
1: We did a lot of
2: driving
0: around. Yeah, we did awesome. a lot of driving around. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you ever get inspired by a piece of art that turns into a theme?
2: Yes. Yes. Wow. Uh, a lot of times. A lot of times it's it's not just us, okay? We had collaborators. Right. So some of these people had really very specific things they wanted to do, like capture motion or, um, you know, remember that one show called Capturing Motion? Yeah. was a show having to do with people who well, I'm not going to have the name where they kind of like, uh, measured their steps. Remember that? Mm-hmm. It was, a, it was about, oh gosh, I can't remember that. but yeah, yeah. Sometimes we'll, we'll see a piece and we we'll say, this would make a really good show. You know, this would really make a very good show. And, um, well, some, sometimes the animal intelligence stuff. we've seen photographs of animals and we say, that's not just a nature photo this animal is doing something, is teaching another animal how to use a tool. And we found, we found lots of artists, some of them aren't even considered, they don't consider themselves photographers, but they, have, they happen to catch an image of a chimpanzee sharing food with another chimpanzee. Oh. You know? So, okay, Th- there's a theme here. Mm-hmm. You know, There's animal intelligence going on, not just a nature photo. You know so there are things like that that happened all the time.
1: Sometimes um, things in the culture too like I was thinking the the exhibit that we called reformation R-E colon formation so it could be both about formation and reformation mixed together. Beyonce helped us because she did this wonderful formation themed presentation dancing and singing it was so strong and we had been working on the idea of what was going on and what we could call it. And we realized that it was all about formation. And so that was a really, that was a, actually was our last exhibit in, in Toledo. Toledo. Yeah, Toledo. Re- reformation. Reformation. Um, and so um, certainly the hope from the whole culture, less than just one piece of art that we've seen that gets us started on an exhibit, but more things we notice more, mm. like when we sit down to talk about the beginning of themes and then we would bring the ones we thought of and work with our um, collaborators on their ideas too. And But it would be about what's up right now. What are people thinking about what's going on more than the art that we've seen, don't you think? the the thoughts and
2: it, it comes more from the thinking because once you know what what's important to you and what and once you identify things that would make an interesting theme then you can find people left and right you know because you're guided by what it is you haven't have thought about you know
1: mm-hmm. and
2: uh, but, some, but sometimes you do see art that really okay look at that Uh, that there's something that there. I'm
1: trying to remember, but I don't remember.
2: Like our painting shows, for example. We see people doing painting in different ways. So we did a show, Painting 2008, because all of a sudden, people are using a wider range of materials. Mm -hmm. They're painting with printing. They're doing all kinds of things that are changing the nature of painting.
1: And it was right after the (coughs) time, whenever everyone was saying painting had died. Had died. And so there were maybe that decade or slightly less, where there was that momentum that painting really wouldn't come back, there, and then suddenly it came back.
2: There, there was a, an early show called Minimal Maximum, and Gloria and I had Gloria and I had uh, noted that a lot of things that are called minimal art are not minimal at all. That people are doing it maybe just a few lines or a few. You know colors or something
1: but and and the point was that minimalism is so pure that it's does not have emotion yeah and so excuse and, me, and, me
2: and we felt that it did we felt that even the, even the materials you use can have you know a visual uh not a visual but a visceral sense to them right you know
1: and so all of the work in the exhibit was minimalist and very passionate. It was so <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, We were, originally called it uh,
2: like art and emotion, or something, or minimalism and emotion. But but then someone, one of our collaborators, said minimal maximum, and that's exactly what what was the right title for it.
0: Right. It's hard to just pick a few pe few. few um, Uh, things to work with anyway yeah that's Mm -hmm. hard in itself to just say I'm just going to work with these three colors there's a lot of thought behind that right
1: and there can be so much feeling laden
0: in there right so do you find yourself always constantly thinking about new themes or do you have um, a good manage on when you're thinking about work versus enjoying art just for art
2: I don't think we turn it off. I think we're always um, thinking about, you know, what's next. I mean, right now, we're not sure what's bubbling up. We're going to talk a little bit about this, about future shows, what we're thinking about, but, but uh, we never turn it off.
1: No, I think, I mean. You
2: know, I never, we, wait, we think about it, we dream about it. You know, it's
1: like. <laughs> and also, we really do love to talk. With the, and talk with each other and so a lot of times like we're on a walk or something um we'll start engaging each other in talking about some idea i mean so i don't think i think we do spend quiet time in nature but but um
2: well a good example of the nature thing we we we, we were spending time walking in nature and we decided to have a show called nature and spirit <laughs> you know mm. and we got all these we went down to Taos and and we found all these artists who were, who were kind of making really interesting art having to do with um, clouds and trees and land. And, you know, you could just see the spirit in their work. So we we did that show. We found, we found an, an artist. Uh, I'm not going to come up with his name right now, but um, he had studied uh, the hands of healers, you know, and you see their hands like full of ink and full of, of different, uh, you know, dye—not ink, but dye—herbs herbs and things like that. There were healing hands. He did an exhibit. He showed photographs of healing hands. You know, so it's like we don't ever separate our life from from art, and we're always thinking about, you know, what what would be interesting to um, exhibit, you know, getting people together around some idea and make it work.
1: Yeah. yeah, it is interesting, the word art, you know, as opposed to creativity or passion, again, the same mm-hmm. word, or um, beauty or God or the that word I used before, wellspring. You know, almost a lot of it is all the same thing. Mm-hmm. One, in
2: our Nature and Spirit show, we had a woman who sang with hummingbirds. Oh hummingbirds, was that in the nature show or was that in the animal intelligence
1: that
2: was a, one of the animal intelligence oh animal intelligence she actually was she had a hummingbird visitor every day and they would sing to each other
0: wow
2: how beautiful is that
0: that is beautiful. really yeah so it's like impressive. yeah
2: yeah i mean nature yes. spirit is spirit it's like we we're so we're so homocentric right we mm-hmm. think we're the only species like on this planet that really matters and that's the way we that's the way we have our environmental policies and everything else but right we all know it's not true. You know?
0: <laughs> so, from yeah. what you're saying, it sounds like you could pick a piece of art from each of the shows, and it could be an exhibit itself too. Uh,
2: could you build around that? Is it we're saying that. Know saying that.
1: Well, yeah, well, yes, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it, it's like the difference between thought as opposed to having a conversation where once, you're, once the single piece is with the other pieces, it becomes almost a, partly a conversation between, or impact between the pieces of art.
2: If we do a good job, every piece, okay, if we do a good job, and we haven't always done a good job, but when we do a good job, every piece is kind of representative of one aspect of the theme. So if you took any piece from an exhibit, you'd be able to say, yes, this is part of this theme. You know, it's not the whole theme, but it kind of represents some aspect of it.
1: Did we
0: understand your question correctly?
2: Did we get your question right?
0: I think so. It was an open-ended question. I <laughs> it, I think off a little
2: bit.
0: it looks like it, everything ebbs and flows from you know your mentality that everything is one as you were saying, art and God. Um, so that's just what I was picking up on. Okay. Um, so let's talk about what the future. How has coronavirus um, impacted you? Did it help you slow down and not think about themes at all? Um, and what's in the future for you both? Well,
1: the coronavirus itself, seems to me to be um, part of a whole process that human we've been going through it in the last few years where um, the um, surface of things, mm-hmm. I guess I could go here, this is what I would, Pardon. the way I thought about it is that, that once pressure is applied to the surface of something, which you've understood it by the way it's surface looked, then um, all kinds of things emerge that have been hidden, um, that um, might be wonderful surprises, might be something you can act on or, or not, something you've never noticed before. And then, that surface never is the same again. Either you have to push those things back, like our awareness of how tragically we've held on to racism in this country. Suddenly that is pushed to the surface in a different way for a lot of people. And that's just an example of the number of things that have risen up it seems lately by what we're experiencing. And so, um, the coronavirus just seems to be one of a number of um, earth-shaking in the sense that everything has been shaken. Right. And nothing is the same now.
2: Yeah, I don't think we'd consider doing a COVID-19 show. You know, I mean, I I was Googling um, uh, COVID-19 art. There's some really very, very interesting things there. Uh, Mm. There's like a picture of the Statue of Liberty quarantining in a house. Uh, they had a picture of a nurse with, with their protective equipment on there, giving the finger to the virus, this big, ugly virus, large, you know. So, but artists are doing things like, um, you know, there's a lot of pictures, uh, drawings, paintings of people wearing masks, social distancing, being responsible, a lot of social messaging. So we, we, we didn't want to do that. Uh, I went more along with Gloria's idea that we wanted to we feeling COVID-19 is just one of the things that is happening now.
1: And I was thinking about the concept of who are we now. Um, I think would be really interesting because some of the art I really felt was a little on the right side, like yeah. cute, entertaining, but not deep enough to really reach reach me, you know? Um, and just to, to look into who, who we are now after this or during this, nobody yeah. I think is quite the same as they were a year there, ago.
2: There, there are some fundamental changes that are happening. Okay, uh, One is that um, uh, truth doesn't matter to everyone, not in the same way. They don't even define it the same way. You, know, you could talk about, when I see certain people with signs of freedom and it's like, my God, that's not free, the freedom I understand. So there's been all these definitions of these key terms are, uh, are in flux. Steve Bannon saying things like, whoever said diversity was an American value, that's scary, you know? but that's, that, he says things like that. Um, if you say something long enough, people will believe it, even if it's false. I mean, that's dangerous. And so what, what I'm thinking is that people now um, are in these kind of informational I call them informational bubbles, okay? Um and they can't be easily inroaded, right? Mm-hmm. How are we gonna inroad? How can I have an exhibit that talks about uh, social commentary when someone will, wouldn't, wouldn't even look at that, wouldn't even consider it something of any value?
1: But as, as long as you were seeking to express how you've changed, what's shaken, are you one of the people who would run back towards safety or, or um, in what subtle way or alert way are you different? I think that that's where you need to go when there's so much difference. Um, is to do the best you can to express from in yeah, your in your own, in your own um, and to give what you can, what you can give to not um, not hold back and and not to search the self. I think that
2: well, I, I think that. Artists have a, a different responsibility now than they had before, you know, because I think it's not enough just to do social commentary. I think we have to get more involved in social action. And what would that mean? In a way, doing this podcast is social action.
1: It's very strong.
2: It's very strongly so. social action. So I consider you kind of out there in a the vanguard of what artists could be doing or should be doing or might be doing. But that's an example of, there are people like, uh, who are doing the Cole, Beginning um, getting her name now, uh, McDonald, who does billboards in the city of Detroit on environmental themes, on immigration themes. That's very important. Make people see what's, what, what, pe- what the artists are thinking about. I think the gallery setting is just not enough right now.
1: And, and one thing, um, there's such, so many more people are wearing clothing that has yeah. they're what they stand for on it which That's right and there at one point I was thinking artists put away your tools and go out there and bring food to people serve serve people who are suffering um, and that doesn't need to be the only thing you would do but this this whole idea of uh, um, not holding yourself apart but trying to feel into how everybody's shaken or how that surface is so different for people and um, not only express it as best you can through your creativity or your art but do something to give of yourself in the physical practical sense too.
2: Oh, I want to mention uh, people who do or are doing things like Comic books. There was a woman named Meg Lemure, um, who did a whole thing on the Flint water crisis, a whole comic book on it.
1: And that was in the show, the exhibit in Hamtramck that. Reforma- you reforma- no, reformation.
2: No, what reformation was?
1: But we had one from them also.
2: Also, okay. She was in that show as well. Then there, the vid- I mentioned the billboards, uh, murals, some of the uh, murals in Detroit, also the ones in Hamtramck. Yeah. They're very strong. Those are very, very strong. strong.
1: And they engage people who might never have right. the time or inclination right. to go reach the art. All right.
2: No, so that's a very yeah. important development. Uh so um sidewalk art, um, you know, people who do uh things like performance in public, you mm-hmm. know, artists getting together. I mean there should be, I, I think there needs to be more of an art movement. You'd be a great person to start one. <laughs> you know advertise for some artists who want to get together and really talk about a movement a social movement that, that really engages the artist with the public directly through various f- forms of expression okay. um, we'll join it if you start it we'll join it
1: okay yeah that's a great idea and also again um, the idea of asking people how they're different in their awareness and their action and how they think about life or themselves. So that instead of someone depicting what is happening, that they are trying to dredge up or go to some place in themselves where they feel a shift and try to find a way to express that.
0: Right. That, Do you think there are minds that can't be changed through art and other venues? Well, you know, oh, sorry.
1: I'll, I'll
2: just say that I'm worried about that because of the social okay. bubbles, the informational bubbles, you know, and when you hear certain people talk, it's like they don't accept the premise of what you're saying because, mm-hmm. oh, you're talking about uh, diversity. Well, I, that's not, a, I don't want to talk about diversity because that's not really important. You know, there are people who are in these bubbles now. Uh, there's some new uh, media. Fox News now is, 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 for example, is becoming more liberal and, there's more um, more conservative ones than, than than that kind of like that some certain people are are watching that they're they're so proud of the mainstream. Mm-hmm. I, I had the, the names. Oh, one is called One America News Network, and the other one is Newsmax. I never heard of them until just recently, but they have large followings, and oh, wow. they are totally into conspiracy conspiracy theories and things like that. And it's like. They're so dangerous to democracy, but no one, it it has to be challenged, you know?
1: And um, one thing that's so strong that makes it hard to reach people is their personal grievances. I think that word is a very important word in what's going on now. Um, We being sort of oldies remember when there were people who were racist, classist, Um, resentful um, who couldn't succeed and sometimes just from life circumstances held back in painful ways and um, that sort of feeling used to be hidden, people hid it and really starting with George Bush um, more of that came out to the surface and it's so horribly ugly to see all that hatred but when you realize that it started from these grievances and from the the um, losses and sorrow of these people um, i don't know if it makes you more able to change that but yeah. um at least it takes away that wall of how can they the what, the
2: democracy is on the ropes because of uh, these informational bubbles. If you have, if you have people having, you know, when Kellyanne Conway says, well, uh, you know, uh, I have a different set of facts. No, you don't. You you just, you know what I mean? There's only, there's facts and there's non-facts. But if you live in this bubble, there are certain things that you talk about or you believe in like conspiracies and then no one's going to change that easily change that, you know? So that's what we're up against. And artists are up against it too, because you just can't do social commentary art anymore if there are people who are gonna close their eyes to it.
1: And right. there's, there's a chance, like, I think um, the original people here on this continent, um, the Native Americans, they're the ones who are just now beginning to even be mentioned, mm-hmm. although, the other black and brown skinned people have been mentioned, but often just um, naming them for exclusion. But it's possible that as this, um, these things come to awareness, and I was just reading, I think it was the New York Times was saying how people are getting that Thanksgiving isn't a time of Thanksgiving for everyone. It's a made up um, way of trying to pretend that these hundreds of thousands of well-established people who lived here, the, the people who lived here were murdered and their towns burned to the ground. And
2: if you, if you read the, the history of indigenous people and you read about really uh, the economics of, of slavery and Americans, most Americans don't even know what slavery was,
1: they nor talking. do they
2: understand what happened to Native Americans. It's like right. not part of our history or anything
1: else. And the schools carefully don't teach yeah. that. You have to seek it out, but it's starting to emerge. It's starting to emerge, and so you know it's possible. Like I have to read you this quote because I think it's so true. It says. um Whoever said there's a light at the end never had to run ahead to see what it is. <laughs> it's so easy to say, "Oh, well, there's a light at the end," you know, but you're not the one running out there in the darkness trying to see yeah. the light. and so then I always felt that you really have to become the light yourself, and so it yeah. depends on what we each do yeah. with all of this stuff you, that we're yeah.
2: learning. You're definitely a light.
0: Oh, thank you so much. you yeah, yes. really are. Thank you. So both are too kind. We can
2: see, no, it's it. True. We can see <laughs> it. We can totally appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Totally wish you well as you go forward.
0: Thank you so much. It sounds like you both have so many ideas, and just by conversating, you get ten million more ideas. So I'm <laughs> glad you both have each other. That's a beautiful partnership. Why do you work so well together?
2: Um. It's not because I'm such a great listener, because I am. <laughs> <laughs>
1: or I, or, or that we both
2: are It's because I really believe Gloria is smart, and, and, and uh, she really, really understands things really well. So, you know, I, I really want to listen to her, you know.
1: And I, I could just say ditto. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, huh? when, when we met, which was what, 26? 26,
2: 26 years ago. Years
1: ago. ago um, we had both, you know, had had previous lives and and we're in transition times and right that first first time we just talked and talked and listened and listened to each other although you can tell we both talked (laughs) and so I I think that that um that we there's a lot of I guess you'd call it like forgiveness or like Like Rocco, I said, things that would irritate you if you didn't care for the person you think are cute quirks. Yeah, that's really important.
2: You know, if you don't like people's idiosyncrasies, because we all have idiosyncrasies. So Mm -hmm. it's important that you not just tolerate them, you know, but you actually enjoy them at some level. You know, that's important. So we get along that way.
0: That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being on the show i definitely yeah. appreciate both of you and what you're doing for the artist community it's very yeah, very useful
1: really we so, so appreciate you. we'll doing. be following you
0: thank you thank you so much just because of your um help and just your support mm-hmm.